Welcome to the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. You are tuned in to the GM Show, presented by ST Bank. Proud sponsors of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now to your host, Josh Getzoff, and Penguins President of Hockey Operations, Ryan Burke. Time to get it going. Here is the first episode of the GM Show presented by ST Bank this season. I'm Josh Getzoff, and ringing in a new season of the show here with us on the Penguins Radio Network is Penguins President of Hockey Ops, Brian Burke. Berkey, uh, glad to be back with you for another year on here. Absolutely thrilled. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, great to have you on. And uh, your team's already right out of the gate, three games up, three games down, 2-0-1 record. I know a couple strong performances here on home ice in Pittsburgh to start the season. A little bit of a setback in Montreal this past Monday night. How have you kind of seen it in the broad scope for your team to, to begin this new season? Well, you can see expectations are maybe a little high for some people. I got stopped in the elevator yesterday morning after we lost next morning. And the guy said to me, what's wrong with your team? <laughs> I said to him, we got five out of six points. What do you want? So, um, yeah, good start. Um, I think most importantly, a balanced start. We're getting scoring from lots of different people. When people we think are really important to us to step up have stepped up. So, yeah, a bit of a setback, but that's going to happen. I hesitate to to use the word normal because it's probably the most overused word with the transition back to a regular season and everything that comes with that this year for the uh, National Hockey League. But from the Penguins' perspective and your perspective, management group, to have a a normal training camp and have everybody in town for the whole lead-up through development camp, through rookie camp, through training camp, into the preseason, how critical was that to kind of, uh, I guess, putting forth the the building blocks that you'd want to have this season? Well, I'll give you a concrete example. We were doing our signing with the players, and I met Amanda Susco. Amanda Susco works for us. Mm-hmm. I've been here two years. She does my military salute stuff for me. I've been here two years. It's the first time I met her. So first year here, we are in total lockdown. Second year was limited lockdown, and it was uh, <laughs> our, our immature GM is, is making fun of me outside. Yeah, you're getting heckled in elevators during heckled. the show, everything. Yeah, so um, – no, I think it's really important to get back to normal, and and we're not we're not normal. We know that. Yeah, uh, you know, COVID is still here. We still have to be alert and vigilant. But the fact is, we are pretty well back to normal. It feels that way, certainly looks that way. Right. And what a great feeling to get back to doing things the way we're used to doing them. So that part's been critical, I think, in terms of development camp, training camp, getting a normal feel and a routine. Players crave routine. They crave uh, rules. They crave, uh, you know, a schedule. And so this, to me, has been really beneficial. When you look at your team uh, also coming out of camp now a few games into the season, you guys have had an opportunity to hear to, to put some fingerprints on this roster more so than you would have two seasons ago taken over in the middle of the year. Um, what do you make of your forward group, your defensive group? I mean, on paper, deep is probably the word that comes to mind, but how do you guys see it? Deep. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. I think the the biggest thing is the number one priority for the off season was to keep the band together. And that's, I think people think it's for nostalgic reasons, and it's not. It's because these guys are such important parts of our franchise's history and such important players for us. But within that, we did show up as a little bit thin in terms of when guys got banged up. We had people step up with big performances, but we probably didn't have enough depth to mask some of those shortcomings. Bringing Raquel back, re-signing uh, Cappy. Uh, I think we've added some depth to upgrading the defense, adding a couple of bodies on the defense. To me, we're a deeper team. 
Uh, we're a little bit better team, a deeper team, and I think we're a little younger team, believe it or not, on our team by putting in some pieces that can replace guys if they get banged up. Well, it's a team that's 2-0-1 out of the gate. They'll play, believe it or not, their final home game here in October at PPG Paints Arena when the L.A. Kings come to town tomorrow night. But a lot to get to first with Brian Burke after this on the GM Show, all presented by ST Bank. As a Penguins radio partner for many years, I can tell you that ST Bank is a community bank that truly cares about people. Whether you're a brand new customer or your family has been with ST since its start in 1902, the team is ready to exceed your banking expectations. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com. Learn how ST Bank supports its neighbors at stbank.com today. Member. FDIC. Jim Shorkey gives Pittsburgh's best hockey fans a Kia hat trick. Price, value, and warranty. Kia inventory is back in stock, including 2022 Kia Forte, Soul, K5, Sorento, Sportage, Carnival, Telluride, and more. Or pre-order now and get it exactly how you want it. With trade values higher than ever, the time to upgrade is now. Your deal, your way. What a great day. Proud sponsors of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Experience the best of Kia at shorkykia.com. Let's go, Penn! Sometimes a little refresh makes all the difference. Some new structure. A little change. That's why Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield is reinventing. We're rethinking the way we do health coverage to bring you health like never before. It's more simplified, streamlined. It's coverage that connects you to your health. And he's back on the ice. No matter where you're headed in life. Because life. Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. This is Sidney Crosby, and you're listening to the latest episode of The GM Show. Back to your host, Josh Getzoff, and Penn's president of hockey operations, Brian Bird. We welcome you back to the GM Show presented by S&T Bank with the Penguins president of hockey operations. I am Josh Getzoff. And Berkey, uh, you mentioned it a little bit last segment, but this was a, an eventful offseason for the Pittsburgh Penguins in that it could have gone one of two ways. We could have seen a lot of franchise mainstays play their final game as a Penguin last May in New York, but we all know now that it went the opposite direction where a lot of them have come back. In fact, all of them have come back with the theme kind of being re-signing in the sense of Latang and Malkin and Raquel and Rust and Heinen and Kapanen and DeSmith. Uh, all these guys have come back on contracts to return to Pittsburgh this year. You mentioned bringing the band back together, um, and I know this is a long-winded question, but when you think about the last few years of, of uh, maybe falling short of the expectations of the team, what was it internally that led you guys to the decision to say all these guys, not just a couple, are important to, to be a part of the fold in Pittsburgh? Well, I think, first off, it is a long question, but I think it requires a long question and requires a long answer. So go back to what our priorities were from ownership, from going back to Mario and Ron Burkle to the Fenway Sports Group. Our, our plan was, at all times, was to bring both those guys back if we could. That was number one priority, job one if you want to use the old term. But that was number one. But for us to do that, and people will say, well, they gave Latang a lot of term, they gave Malkin a lot of term. For us to bring those guys back and be operative in a cap system, we had to get them, they had to take pay cuts. So the, both these players took significant pay cuts, and that's what made this work. That's why we were able to do it, and that's why I think it's admirable that both these guys did that. And that's number one priority was Latang. Number two, because we couldn't get him, 
with the way he's played the last couple of years, then it would have been difficult to see the vision. But that required that we get Evgeny Malkin also to come back, which was critical in our minds, and he's been terrific so far. But we had to sign Brian Rust in the middle there because before we got Latang done, Rusty's deal was up. He's such a critical player for us. So I think Ron Hextall did a great job keeping all these balls in the air, getting all those guys signed, and still having a small but still having some cap room. You mentioned Rust. I wanted to ask you about that because he was the first of the three to actually re-sign in Pittsburgh, and I think a lot of people probably looked at the situation and thought, well, maybe he'd be the first of the three to be gone uh, given his age and the term that potentially could be out there for him. Were you guys surprised that you were able to get that done with him quickest? No, it, we, we approached Rusty at the start of last year, so we had had talks on and off all year. Mm -hmm. He wanted to stay. We desperately wanted him to stay as well. Right. And so sequence-wise, we were like, okay, We'd like you to come back, Rusty. We have we're still got to try to sign Latang and Malkin, but we don't want to hold you up. Let's get you signed. And we were really excited about that. I think Rusty's been a really good player. He can play with either of our top two lines. He can move up and down the lineup. He can kill penalties. His puck retrieval skills are unmatched in, on our team. We're getting the puck back when we're on the power play and we're not successful. Recovering that puck is a real art. There's only a few guys who do it really well. He's terrific at it. So that was an important part of not changing the sequence as much as stepping out of turn and saying, okay, here's our plan. We want to sign these two guys, but we can't hold up all our other business while we do that. Let's get you taken care of, Rusty. So we're thrilled about that too. Yeah, that was a big re-signing to kick off the offseason, and obviously the two biggest were Chris Letang and Evgeny Malkin. You mentioned the process of the management's philosophy in, in wanting those guys, big priorities, especially Letang atop the list, to come back to Pittsburgh. How much behind the curtain can you take us here? Because there seemed to be on the uh, outside a little bit of down-to-the-wire drama when it came to Evgeny Malkin. Uh, Chris Letang obviously was uh, with the Penguins come draft day in Montreal, helped announce uh, some of the picks there at the Bell Center. But Evgeny Malkin, I think it was the night before unrestricted free agency started that the announcement was made. Yeah, I was not comfortable at all that Evgeny Malkin was coming back. It wasn't clear to us at all. Um, and I'm sure that had he looked, he would have seen some offers and gotten some discussions that would have made it difficult for us to bring him back. But he wanted to stay. He came up with a number that made sense for him. It did involve a pay cut. And the reason I keep mentioning a pay cut is not to rub any salt in anyone's wounds and saying, oh, they both took pay cuts. <laughs> it's more to acknowledge and, and, and give them credit for the fact that they did want to come back and they right. did take pay cuts to come back. So I'm saying that with admiration not with contempt or not like, oh, we showed them. Um, but that was a critical part of it. But the sequence was, we can't sign them both unless we sign Tanger. And he, we'll get him signed, and we'll see if we can get uh, Geno signed. We were really happy with the way it worked out. But that was the critical sequencing was, if we can't sign Tanger, then we're not going to be able to bring them both back. Right? That's the evidence. So right. let's make sure we get the defenseman signed first. You've been around this game a long time, Berkey, decades. And uh, Chris Letang, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, now 17 years together here as teammates. I think I saw a stat that the Yankees with Rivera and Posada or, and uh, Jeter, I believe, are the only other team that had in professional major sports that had that kind of longevity with their core. Uh, to see that here in Pittsburgh and not just be three guys in the lineup, but three focal points and three main reasons why the success has come to Pittsburgh and now be in year 17. Can you kind of lend some perspective to that with your years in the game? Yeah, well, my first year working for a team was 35 years ago. I'm pretty sure it was 87. 
my first training camp, I sent my daughter a note, and I said, well, my first training camp 35 years ago, 1987. So I have been around for all three of these guys' careers and a whole bunch of other guys, guys that I've drafted that finished their career that are going in the Hockey Hall of Fame like Pronger and the Twins. So right. I have watched all this, and I, I was there when Sid was drafted because we lost the, the yeah. pick <laughs> to Pittsburgh. So uh, my perspective is there aren't too many guys. None of them have stayed together in hockey this long. And in, in a hard cap system with unrestricted free agency at a much younger age than it used to be, you're not going to see this happen again. So to have three guys of this character, and I mean character, they're really quality people. They've been an integral part of Pittsburgh, but they've also been massively contributing players. They've been huge impact players. So they're not just guys that hung around. They're guys that made significant contributions on successful teams. You won't see that again in your lifetime. Three draft picks by Pittsburgh, as was Brian Rust, all kind of coming up through the organizational ranks. I mean, not so much for Crosby and Malkin. They stepped right into the NHL and haven't looked back since. But a guy who was brought in last year that got term this offseason was Ricard Raquel. A six-year extension for his deal this offseason. You gave up a lot to get him. I think you spoke about that. I know Ron Hextall spoke about that. But what was the emphasis in trying to make him not just a rental to, to, and not just a couple years either? I mean, he's essentially a part of the core now with the term that you gave him. Yeah, so you look at the focal point with Ricard Raquel was we really liked him. We wanted to get him. But Hexy said, I'm not trading our first. And that was, you know, the trademark here was trade your first-round pick. And not being critical, but no, we've right. had two first-round picks in eight years, if I'm not mistaken. You're correct. So that's what Hexy said going in is we're keeping our first. So we had to put a package together, keep putting assets on the on the scale to get to the equivalent of a first-round pick because that's what other teams gave up to get players of that quality. So we had to put Clang in there even though we didn't really want to. Had to put a second-round pick in there. Had to put Zach Aston Reese in there. Had to put Dominic Simone in there to make them work asset-wise and to make them work cap-wise. So it was very complicated. There's no guarantee we'd be able to bring Raquel back. Uh, but we think he's a guy that gives us truly a second-line option that we didn't have, can play any forward position better on the wing than the forward, than the than at center, but he can play left wing or right wing. Um, and we thought it was a critical piece to bring back because of the depth it gave us and the versatility it gave us. So he's a guy that had some diet issues. About three, four years ago, his diet got complicated. They straightened that out, and he's getting stronger all the time. So he's actually had a bounce-back year last year mm -hmm. and now coming into this year. So we're really thrilled to have him back. Already a goal on the year for Ricard Raquel. He and the Penguins hosting the L.A. Kings, a team he's familiar with from his Southern California roots tomorrow night. And we're back with more on the GM Show presented by S&T Bank here on the Penguins Radio Network. If there's a better place for world-class outdoor adventure or a better place to take in top-rated fall colors, we haven't seen it. But you should see it. It's all right here in West Virginia. Plan your fall trip at wvtourism.com. The Honda HRV, CRV, Pilot, Passport, and Ridgeline. They all have one thing in common. They never back off from a challenge. Available with all-wheel drive, the Honda SUV lineup has the performance you can count on and the capability to amaze. That's why we're America's most loved auto brand. So contact your Honda dealer or shop online today. 
2021 American Customer Satisfaction Index ACSI survey of customers rating the performance of their own automobiles. As the official security provider of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Vector Security is invested in the success of the entire Western Pennsylvania area. If you run a business here, they understand your primary focus is serving your customer. And a big part of that is making sure that your customers, your employees, and your inventory are all safe and secure. Vector Security can help. Schedule a free business security health check today and one of their local security experts will assess your needs. Visit them online at vectorsecurity.com slash pens to learn more. Sometimes a little refresh makes all the difference. Some new structure, a little change. That's why Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield is reinventing. We're rethinking the way we do health coverage to bring you health like never before. It's more simplified, streamlined. It's coverage that connects you to your health. And he's back on the ice. No matter where you're headed in life. Because life. Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. This is Jeff Carter, and you're listening to the latest episode of The GM Show. Back to your host, Josh Getzoff, and Penn's president of hockey operations, Brian Burke. Back on The GM Show, presented by S&T Bank. Berkey, uh, Mike Sullivan, we mentioned uh, some of the other players in the last few segments, but Sully behind the bench, just as much a part of the core and the fabric of the Penguins on the ice as uh, those guys are. A three-year extension he was given this offseason, and I found that interesting because a lot of times in the current landscape of the NHL, and you could probably speak to this better than me, having been in the manager's chair for uh, a long time, duration of your career it seems like guys will be taken to maybe the last year of their deal before any kind of decision is made Sully's contract doesn't respond uh, expire rather until the end of next season and he's already got the extension in place what was the the thought process behind that this comes right from ownership you're right conventional wisdom and traditional wisdom is you wait till a player's going to his last year and that's certainly what we probably would have done had we been left to our own devices but ownership stepped up and said, we'd like to do this. And no one on our side is ever going to argue with that. Right. You know, our view is we love Sully. We think he's a hell of a coach. And they're like, well, we think we'd like to extend the coach. We're like, when? When can we do it? So, <laughs> like, it, it was, uh, I think, an important step from ownership to say that this was important. Uh, I think Sully's done a great job. It's a miracle. Well, not a miracle. I think it's a, a crime would be a better way that he hasn't been coach of the year in the NHL. Oh, I know. I don't get it. And when you say that, people look at you like Daryl Sutter was coach of the year last year. He's a great coach. So you can't comment on it and say, well, how come this guy's never made it without sounding like you're attacking the guys who have actually won it? I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I don't know how you could – he could be in this league for seven or eight years like he has, two cups and 100-point teams, division titles, playoffs 16 straight years, and not be coach of the year. How does that work? That's a good question. We're trying to figure that out ourselves. Yeah, he's done a great job, and he's a really good guy. He's a good family guy. He's a yeah. good teacher. He's a good communicator. He's done a great job, and the extension is well-deserved. 299 wins with the Pittsburgh Penguins for Mike Sullivan, sitting on the verge of a milestone, which could come tomorrow night. Uh, his coaching staff also were the recipients of some new titles in the sense of Todd Reardon being named associate coach and some extensions in the sense of Reardon and Volucci. I know they were rumored to be involved in other head coaching opportunities, and quite frankly, when you see the work they've done here in Pittsburgh, it's not that surprising. But how important was it for you guys to, to solidify the whole staff, not just Mike Sullivan, but say, like, hey, these are our guys for the – the long term as well as the short term 
Well, rumored my ass. They were they were interviewed for jobs. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot more than a rumor. It's both those coaches were interviewed for head coaching jobs. I've never had that before, Josh. In all my years, I've never had the risk of losing two assistant coaches the same year. I've I've had a number of coaches, probably dozens of coaches, interviewed for jobs, but never two guys off off one staff the same year. Huh. So we had a, we were sweating that out actually because they both had good interviews in more than one place for one of them. So we were sweating that out that we had a risk of losing both. Now you as a staff have to prepare for that. You've got your list made so that if both guys do decide to leave or get hit by a bus, you've got your list. You've got your people that you want to talk to. But there was a real risk there. So I think it's appropriate having kept them both, that we extended them both to. So they got some term on their deals and some bumps on the salaries and some changes in titles. Those are all appropriate things when your team has had success. What's bizarre is when you have stuff like that and your team hasn't had success. That's what's bizarre. And obviously the Penguins have had their moments here in the, the most recent seasons. While we're talking a lot about contracts, I figure we should probably bring up Tristan Jari. I'd be only doing my due diligence if I did yeah. not, Berkey. But uh, a guy who obviously is coming off a career last year and also is coming into the end of his contract this season. Uh, he's already got a couple wins out of the gate here. I know Ron Hextall said there's not a whole lot of negotiating that he does in season. We saw him resign Jeff Carter last year, though, um, and you as well. D- do you guys anticipate any kind of movement on that front, or is it wait and see? No, I think I think it's – First off, I think you're always entitled to ask that question, Josh. I think that's part of your job, and we'll never be offended by it. The answer might offend you, but the question will never offend you. That's the fair. answer is pretty simple. Is we've had discussions with Jars. Um, we've talked about a range that might work with his agent. They have not gotten back to us. There's no hurry. There's no deadline anyone's given us that, okay, the season has begun, so we cannot talk. Sure. Uh, the talks that we have had are amicable and, and friendly. Like, we love the guy. We think he's really coming into his own as a goalie. So we, we're we hopeful we'll be able to get something done. But there's no rush and there's no uh, no deadlines or no threats. No, like, this has got to be done in a week or, or we'll wait till the end of the season. So we're optimistic we can get something done at some point. But there's no rush on either side. Only three games down in this 82-game marathon for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Two victories. Tristan Jari's got them both, and he figures to be back in net tomorrow night against the L.A. Kings. We'll wind down the GM show after these messages. It's presented by s Bank here on the Penguins Radio Network. As a Penguins radio partner for many years, I can tell you that s Bank is a community bank that truly cares about people. Whether you're a brand new customer or your family has been with s since its start in 1902, the team is ready to exceed your banking expectations. s Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by J.D. Power. For J.D. Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com. Learn how s Bank supports its neighbors at stbank.com today. Member. FDIC. Jim Shorty gives Pittsburgh's hockey fans a Mitsubishi hat trick. Price, selection, and warranty. Grab the most affordable all-wheel drives on the market like Outlander, Outlander Sport, and the Eclipse Cross, or pre-order now and get it exactly how you want it. With trade values that are higher than ever, the time to upgrade is now. Your deal, your way, what a great day. Proud sponsor of the Pittsburgh Penguins, come find the Mitsu that fits you at ShortyMitsubishi.com. Let's go, Pens. Hey, Penguins fans. This is Jake Ansel with the Milkshake Factory. You know me for this. And now you'll also know me for this. Every time I do this, you get one of these. 
Yep. Every game I light the lamp, you get half off Jake's Shake the next day at the Milkshake Factory. Jake's Shake is a chocolate shake with brownies, Oreos, and hot fudge, topped with chocolate number 59. And just like all our shakes, it's made with locally sourced farm fresh dairy. Remember, every game I score, half off Jake's Shake's next day. Just mention this offer at checkout. The Milkshake Factory, the official milkshake of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Get-go burgers are better. Believe it. Like the newest legendary burger that was built by a bird legend. Brett Kiesel's Sweet Eat Burger, featuring banana peppers, jalapenos, and pepper jack cheese on a Sweet King's Hawaiian pretzel bun. Brings hard-hitting spice and lip-smacking sweetness in every bite. Or try any of our four other signature burgers. The All-American, Mushroom Swiss, Triple Double, or Bacon Cheddar Burger. They're all made with the freshest, highest quality ingredients and customized with all the delicious toppings you like. Make Get-Go Signature Burgers a hockey night tradition. This is Brian Rust, and you're listening to The GM Show, presented by S&P Bank. Back to your host, Josh Getzoff, and Penn's president of hockey operations, Brian Bird. This is The GM Show. It's presented by S&T Bank here on the Penguins Radio Network. Alongside Penguins President of Hockey Ops, Brian Burke, I'm Josh Getzoff. And Berkey, the uh, King's in town tomorrow, and then you guys will leave for Columbus on Friday to play the Blue Jackets Saturday night, which opens up the longest road trip of the year as you guys will hit Western Canada, finish in Seattle, and then come back to Pittsburgh just in time for Halloween festivities. Uh, let me ask you this. With a team that is older quote-unquote I think in the year in uh, the average age in the league they're the oldest in the NHL to get the longest road trip out of the way in October is it significant does it mean anything well I've always liked big road a long road trip early in the season because the team gets to bond together it's you know especially with COVID our guys haven't spent that much time together and we go on the road for a long trip like that it's also several days off we got back-to-backs twice which is really odd it's an odd trip um I am not going to go on the the uh, first game of that trip. I'm not going to Columbus. I'm going to go watch our our young man Owen Pickering play. So we're going to go to Swift Current and watch him play, and then meet the team in Calgary. But uh, I think having a big trip early in the season is good for a team. I think our, I know our players are excited. Owen oh, Pickering just named captain of Swift Current a, a couple of days ago. You mentioned you'll meet the team in Calgary. It'll be Calgary and Vancouver as the middle two games in that uh, five-game road trip with Edmonton and Seattle on the other two sides of that when we go out west. Uh, Calgary and Vancouver, two organizations you mentioned uh, 35 years in the NHL. They, they've played a, a role in your, I, I assume, development as a management professional but also as a person and, and significant time spent in your life in both cities. How have they shaped you? I know that's a very open-ended question, but when you look back at your time in Vancouver and Calgary and see yourself now. Well, Vancouver was special because it was my first job. The first team you work for, you'll never forget that, that that special feeling you feel. When Pat Quinn hired me, the late, great Pat Quinn, I went there in 87 as assistant GM. But Vancouver was special for me because I worked there twice. I was there as the assistant GM for five years. Then I went back as GM for six years, um, back in 98 after the Olympics. So um, I loved living in Vancouver. Great. Both times the team got better both times. So we went in with a lousy team, and the team got better. And we started selling out. Like, there were parallel experiences. Only it was like, you know, we brought the twins in, and then we started selling out every night. And we had 400 straight sellouts. And. It was like magical, the runs there. Um, I really enjoyed living there, and and Calgary was great. I said in my book that Calgary was my favorite place to live in the NHL and all the teams I worked for. 
I think Pittsburgh is going to go right past Calgary in the, in this in my lifetime. I love it here, but Calgary, the people were so nice and the, the space. There's so much space, it's so beautiful. Yeah, you know, it was not just the mountains. There's big provincial parks in the middle of downtown and stuff. There's space everywhere you go. So I loved working both places. Uh, had success both places. The teams got better and you know never had playoff success uh, more than a round or two here and there. But uh, it was cool. It was fun. And the Saddle Dome, of course, it's uh, it's one of the last standing older buildings. I know personally from our perspective broadcast-wise, I love that building. We get to hang over the ice. The, the booths are kind of like a steel box up there, but uh, definitely a cool perspective in that building as well. Yeah, and especially when we didn't skate at the Saddle Dome, we skated at the Corral, which was right. the old Western Hockey League rink. And yeah. the, the boards are about six feet high. It's like it was a wild building. They had old uh, pictures of all teams that – Played there back in junior and so on. A magical building. That's gone now, too. So right. they need a new building in Calgary. It's time. Well, that's a, a little under a week away for the Penguins. Tomorrow night, though, the L.A. Kings in town. And uh, I assume you won't run into anyone in the elevator who's questioning the Penguins' future b- between now and when we talk uh, next. But in the sense of getting back in the win column, I know it's early, but anything you're going to be focused on for your team tomorrow night against L.A. when they come in? No, I just I don't think people realize what a good team LA is. They were a playoff team last year, and no yeah. one expected them to be. Uh, Todd McClellan's a top coach in my view. They're sneaky good. They're quietly, dramatically better than people realize. So we're gonna have to be ready to play. It's just that simple. This is a good hockey team. They've rebuilt very carefully with a real good young, highly skilled team. Top coach. Um, no, it's gonna. And Jonathan Quick's having a renaissance as a player. So. We better be ready. That's all I know. Well, we're looking forward to it, Berkey, and we always appreciate your time. We will uh, see you out in Western Canada next week and talk again on this show uh, later on down the line. My pleasure. Thanks, Josh. All right, that's Penguins President of Hockey Operations, Brian Burke. And a reminder, the Kings are in town tomorrow night. Our coverage begins on the Penguins Radio Network at 6 o'clock with Penguins Live pregame. And then Phil Bork and I have the call at 7 here Thursday on the Penguins Radio Network. For our executive producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson, I'm Josh Getzoff, and this has been the GM Show presented by S&T Bank. We'll talk to you tomorrow night for the Pens and the Kings.